Coming up on Philosophy Talk, skepticism. They say seeing is believing, but the senses sometimes deceive us. So how do we know that they don't always deceive us? That's a deep and fundamental kind of skepticism, that we know something only if we have good evidence for it. Can you prove right now that you're not dreaming? I've had dreams where I've asked myself, am I dreaming? And decided that I wasn't. Do we really know anything? I think that I really do know there's this table here that I'm sitting in front of, not just that it's useful for me to believe that. Our guest is John Greco, editor of the Oxford Handbook of Skepticism. A skeptic doesn't challenge your knowledge of how things appear to you. It's challenging your knowledge of how things really are. Skepticism, coming up on Philosophy Talk, after the news. Welcome to Philosophy Talk, the program that questions everything. Except your intelligence. I'm John Perry. And I'm Ken Taylor. We're coming to you from the studios of 91.7 KALW, local and innovative public radio for San Francisco. Continuing conversations that begin at Philosopher's Corner on the lovely Stanford campus. And they migrate from that oasis of thought to this oasis of the air, and from the air to the internet via our blog, the blog.philosophytalk.org, where our motto is Cogito Ergo Blog. Our topic today is skepticism, and I've already begun to weigh in on that. And let me also remind you that we're now ready to have you download podcasts of our program as well. We've finally gotten to the bottom line of that long-term agreement. So, John, skepticism, what, what are we going to talk about today? What's the issues we're going well, to Well, uh, the main focus of our program will, of course, be philosophical skepticism, these big worries that philosophers have about whether the future will be like the past or whether we're alone in the world or in a matrix or a brain in a vat. But I think we ought to start by pointing out that skepticism in the ordinary sense is a very good thing. It's something we really try to instill in philosophy. It's the opposite of credulity. It's encapsulated in our own slogan for this program. Yeah, question everything except your intelligence. So look, having a questioning frame of mind, you know, subjecting putative arguments to skeptical scrutiny, that sounds like a darn good thing. But, you know, how do you get from that very useful common sense skepticism to this thing that philosophers do that just runs rampant? You know, you end up with philosophical skepticism, doubting science, the senses, even the possibility of self-knowledge, everything. You just swim in the sea of doubts through skeptical arguments. How do you get from the one to the well, other? Well, you start off with this good frame of mind. Who am I supposed to believe, O'Reilly or Oberman? Uh, who should I believe about global warming, Al Gore or Michael Crichton? And then, then you say, well, how do I decide? Well, I read the newspapers, I read books, I look at the internet. Then you say, but why do I trust those things? And then step by step, why do I think that this whole framework of information I seem to have is really produced by intelligent beings at all? And pretty soon you're, you're a Cartesian skeptic. You say, how do I know I'm not just in the matrix, a brain in a vat, alone in a world run by an evil Man, demon? This sounds depressing. This sounds really depressing. But look, you make it sound so extreme, but it really is by small steps. I'm just yeah. just emphasize what you said there because you start out you think seeing is believing right so I can believe what the what my eyes tell me there's a chair there but then you think well sometimes the sometimes I hallucinate sometimes I'm merely imagining so I can't always trust the senses can I distinguish the times when I can and I can't oops turns out no so I can't trust my senses ever really so then what yeah there's these kind of two big roots uh, there's the Cartesian root can I trust my senses? That leads us to worry about, well, he worried about whether he was in a world with an evil demon. We worry about whether we're brains and vats or trapped in a matrix. And we say, well, at least we can trust science. 
But then David Hume says, well, all of science is based on the premise that the future will be like the past. But nobody's ever lived in the future. So how do we know that the future will be like the past? Right, exactly. And the rationalists believe in a priori powers of reason to know the world. But the skeptic comes along and says, yeah, right. And gives all kinds of arguments against that. You can't trust the senses. You can't trust science. You can't trust reason. I mean, so we can't do anything. Let's just end the show there. It's over. We can't know anything. Well, let's not do that. As an alternative, let's go back to basics and ask what's really involved in the skeptical, debunking, non-credulity type of of mind, that frame of mind that we value so much in philosophy. Yeah, and, the, and to help us do that, our roving philosophical reporter, Polly Stryker, traveled to Los Angeles to talk with a professional skeptic. She files this report. The truth may be out there, but a skeptic wants proof. Aliens? Yes, there might be aliens. In fact, uh, I'd be amazed if it turned out we were the only intelligent life form in the universe. Uh, that doesn't make it true, just because I think they're probably is doesn't mean that there is, and so we just have to ask for the evidence in each case. Michael Shermer is director of the Skeptics Society and publisher of Skeptic Magazine. He holds a PhD in the history of science and is a columnist for Scientific American. We're sort of the Ralph Nader's of bad ideas, <laughs> consumer advocates for science. It's our way of kind of doing a form of science education by looking at what isn't science or what's bad science or voodoo science or pathological science or non-science and using those as a way to look at what science is and how do we know that anything is real. I asked him how modern skeptics differ from the original skeptics, the ancient Greeks. The advantage we have over the ancient Greeks is, is that we have this empirical, experimental method, actually going out and checking to see if it's true or not, rather than just using armchair philosophies, thinking things through, logical syllogisms, that, those sorts of things, which are fine, but don't take you far enough. Michael Shermer and alternative medicine guru Deepak Chopra have debated each other publicly. Chopra makes a charge of skepticism today that was also made of the ancient Greeks, that skeptics don't really believe in anything. People often equate it with cynicism or nihilism. We don't believe anything. Well, of course, that's not true. I mean, it's just an approach to claim. So there's global warming skeptics, and I used to be one. And I'm, I'm no longer a global warming skeptic. I, I've been converted by the data. So I guess that makes me a global warming believer. Or, in other words, you can be skeptical of a claim, or you can be skeptical of the skeptics of a claim. We just want to know the way the world actually is. Shermer debates all types of people, intelligent designers, psychics, proponents of ESP and UFOs, and all very publicly. He tries to keep things polite, but his skepticism doesn't always win him friends. I did have one incident where, uh, after a lecture, a guy got up right up in my face, and, and he was really quite aggressive. He was a very religious sort of fundamentalist, and so I, I said unto him, go forth and multiply, but not in those words. <laughs> And yet, Shermer wrote a book called The Soul of Science, where he argues that science and spirituality are very compatible. I mean, if you want something that makes you feel humble, wow, go stand up inside the dome of a, the 100-inch telescope on Mount Wilson. Right above LA here is where Hubble discovered the, the Big Bang, that the universe, well, he discovered the universe is expanding and that it's much bigger than we thought and that it had a, must have had an origin and makes me feel very humble and spiritual. The work of the Skeptics Society is never done. It continues to examine extraordinary claims, both new and old. I mean, it's possible there's a Bigfoot, but until somebody produces a body, then it's reasonable to be skeptical, right? For Philosophy Talk, I'm Polly Stryker.
Want to hear more? You can find the complete episode on iTunes Music, or for unlimited listening, become a subscriber at philosophytalk.org.